I'm Sarah, focus on Russia and post-Soviet Eurasia, foreign policy, migration, fun stuff like that. Matt focused on South African history, politics, and economics in general. Corey uh, focused on security policy, crime, warlords, stuff in Central Asia and Eastern Europe. Welcome to the Spicy World Podcast. So I was I was walking down the street in near near Covenant Garden in London today, and it's a very popular shopping district apparently. And a lot of people. It was a nice day. A lot of people out. And in front of me were were two younger, uh, I don't know, Asian kids. Maybe they're in their early twenties, dressed very like stylishly, like hipster fancy clothing. And in front of them was a like a little old British lady. And these two kids, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't, they definitely didn't bump into her at all. They didn't touch her, but they were trying to walk around her because she was walking very slowly and they were just going somewhere. And so they walked around her and I, you know, I didn't think that they did anything wrong at all uh, or invaded her personal space. But this woman obviously felt that they invaded her personal space a little bit. And, and she was very tiny also. And she just said, you know, excuse me in a very, very, very British accent. And said, you know, that was, you know, you know, that was very rude. Like, you know, she just said, like, she just called them out for being like young kids who were not being like courteous to like a very elderly woman who was also walking on the sidewalk. Which, okay, fair enough. Like, you're being kind of an old, curmudgeonly old lady. But like, you know, if that's the, she was a tiny old lady. You say, oh, I'm very sorry. And you walk away. Like, that's that, right? But then she... These these kids like they they turned around. She said like excuse me like right because they were they turned around, and and she said that and then she she realized that they were um, you know of of East Asian heritage, and she just said, oh you're Chinese don't get anybody sick now. <laughs> and just to clarify, we're recording this on February first, and the official Brexit events were last night, right? They were last night. Yeah, I got into London on the thirtieth. Uh, and I leave mm. tomorrow, so I'm here mm. for for the full Brexit uh, experience, really. Brexit field trip, per se. <laughs> I'm super curious. Did you go to the fireworks? Did you see any interesting events yesterday? Uh, I didn't see any interesting events yesterday. I was I was near, uh, I was at Buckingham Palace at like 10.30 in the morning, and, and changing out the guard was at 11, and there was already a massive crowd, and I just decided I didn't care for that. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be, I just found myself, you know, I didn't know it was even going to be going on. Uh, I don't know if it was anything special for that day, considering it was the last day in the EU or not. Um, no one really seems, I don't, you know, I don't have a, a baseline to compare it to. I've never been here before, but no one seems like they're doing anything different than they normally would be. Uh, sure. No protests, no signs hanging up, graffiti, nothing like, nothing obvious like that. No, nothing. Well, here's like a solid disclaimer. I'm in like Soho in the center of London, which seems like a neighborhood that that is pretty well um, maintained, uh, supervised. Uh, you know, I don't think people are like defacing things and doing graffiti really in this neighborhood so much. Like only in a few. I mean, that's I, I shouldn't say that, but like there's no like disorderly conduct. Let's put it that way. There's plenty of graffiti, but nothing's like. No vandalism, let's say. Let's mm-hmm. say it like that. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. It's all very orderly, like very, very orderly, and very nice. You know, I have no idea what the other. You know, I'm sure there's other districts that are obviously going to be extremely different than this one. This is the Upper East Side mixed with 
like Greenwich Village. Yeah, so does it feel like the end of an era? You know, who who was it? Was it Seva on uh, on Twitter who, who wrote that that on January 31st, 1990, the, the, the first McDonald's opened in Moscow. And on January yep. thir- 31st, 2020, the, the UK exits the EU. And that 30-year period was like the, the era of globalization. And yeah. uh, the era of globalization officially ended last night. Um, which is like an interesting thought, like to say like so much stuff has happened during this 30-year period, the collapse of the Soviet Union, uh, you know, the American hegemony, the rise of China, 9-11, like the wars in the Middle East, like it has been a pretty wild 30 years. Yeah. Is it really, though, the end of globalism? Sarah, what do you think? I mean, of course, that's the thing about defining these eras, though. It's not going to be a complete break. Um, But Mm. we're definitely seeing pushback against globalization. Um, I mean, one, one thing that came in my head was... Yesterday was not only Brexit, but it was also, you know, to unfortunately bring it back to the U.S. for a second, we had the vote on the um, witnesses in the Senate. And it's sort of on top of end of globalization, it's also decisions being made by a minority of people when we've kind of had this um, perception, I would say, of uh, democratic values during this time as well so it's it kind of feels even more so than 2016 when we first heard about brexit and first saw the u.s elections this sort of feels like uh definitely definitely end of something sure yeah i don't know i mean i think this is also another one of these topics that's been heavily debated since 2016 2015 so I think when we were kind of chatting this week over WhatsApp, we wanted to maybe we didn't want to get into the weeds on this because this, these conversations have been going on a lot over the past five, six years. And I think we had a fun idea to maybe uh, not get too intensely debating on this. Oh, yeah. No. Do you do you guys want to share the idea? Yeah, that we And let's let's of? not focus on the things we can't change because well, we can't change this. Let's focus so, on the things we can change. Yeah. Another question I had was, you know, UK is UK is out of EU now. And but who who did they really want? You know, they're they're still in negotiations with the US. Uh, now they're against the US wishes uh, trying to bring in Chinese technologies um, so besides the U.S., China, and, you know, Russia for Johnson, uh, who else does Britain want to be allied with right now? I, so here's something I heard just this, this is the, this is like what people have mentioned just in passing that I've heard is they're going back to the Commonwealth. They're going to lean hard on the Commonwealth, all those other Commonwealth countries, because apparently they have pre-existing trade deals with all of them that are extremely favorable. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess we're going to see a lot of, uh, British Indian trade or something like that, because that's their, that's the markets that they have a connection to still. Yeah. And they had that big event uh, a couple months ago where they invited everybody over to the UK, all of the Commonwealth folks for like some big Commonwealth conference or something like that, where Boris Johnson met with, with a bunch of folks. I don't remember all the details of it. I'd have to look it up, but I just remember reading about that. 
how awkward is that? That's like calling up all your ex-girlfriends or ex-boyfriends <laughs> and just after after you treated them really bad like for years like you were such in an abusive relationship and then and then finally like you had settled down, got married to some corporate type. You were married for 50 years. You decide that you don't want them anymore and you just hit up all your ex-girlfriends who you were so bad to and just say like, "Hey baby, Hey baby, what do you think? Like, uh, you, what are you, 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 you up? <laughs> oh, that reminds me, actually, t- talk about that a little bit. Going back to what we talked about last week with uh, Dos Santos. So did oh. you, you said you bumped into the um, some of her businesses or something there? Yes, yeah, so I was walking down Bond Street, which is like, is like the very fancy jewelry street in London. Um, and it's just, it just lot, it's just tiny little street. And there's just like every fancy jewelry store you could ever imagine, just with so much bling in every single window. It's you know, mind boggling. Um, and then you're going down, and there's this one called Dig Grigorsino, something something to that effect. And it says like you know Dig Grigorsino Geneva or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, there's one in New York. It's a big, fancy, super high end jewelry company. And I guess it has been owned by Isabella dos Santos for some time now. It's one of her assets. And uh, I'm walking down the street, and I see it. I'm like, oh, it's funny. Like, Dos Santos owns that. And I, and I walk past the storefront. Storefront, totally empty, shuttered, ah. printed out printed out piece of uh, computer paper in the window that just says, um, like, the, the store is closed. Like, no explanation, <laughs> no nothing. Just like, yes, there was a store here. It used to be called this, and it is not here anymore. Did she liquidate all of the jewelry and like move it as cash to the UAE? What happened? Right, I have no idea. Man. <laughs> but I mean, those stores, like if you, I can't imagine the uh, like sticker value of all the diamonds and jewels that are in one of those stores on that street. It must be you know hundreds of millions of dollars, probably. It's it's wild. Yeah. I was also thinking about last week. Just a quick side note that I have to apologize because I called Eswatini. E Swatini, and I don't want to get in trouble for that. So I just son wanted to of, son of a bitch, Matt. What's wrong? With you? <laughs> because and the reason here. why the reason why just really quick why I think we all thought it was E Swatini is because when we were in Estonia, they have this whole um, branding push to be E Estonia because they want to be like email, <laughs> like electronic. And then when we saw E Swatini, S Swatini, we were like, oh yeah, they could be like a future. Uh, digital country because they're like e estonia yep. or like e swatini so that's why i think we defaulted towards calling it that we were thinking like tech company country but <laughs> but that was wrong so uh, i hey. apologize yeah i mean that's still so, a possibility branding possibility yeah. swatini it should be the tech powerhouse of uh, southern africa <laughs> and when i was sending out the email this week because we sent out an email to some friends to send them a link to the podcast i realized I was typing in a name and uh, this guy that I had emailed years ago at the Swaziland embassy came up in my email address list. Like it was something, something at Swaziland, dot whatever, <laughs> dot gov. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should send him the podcast and see what he thinks. That's Maybe I will. Maybe I'll send him this one. Yeah, why not? What's up? The one yeah, where we Mr. got it right, Minister the name right. Swaziland. <laughs> All right, should we, so should we introduce about... our game? The game let's, we had? Let's yeah. introduce the game, yeah. Yeah, so Brexit got us thinking of, uh, you know, what would be an ideal union. And, Corey, you want to explain the game? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a fantasy draft of, uh, we're going to do a five-round fantasy draft to make our ideal uh, economic union. And uh, 
there's going to be a few rules that we have to play by. Uh, so we're going to take America, China, and Russia out of the mix. So they're just just, just can't choose them. And uh, we'll go five rounds. Three of the rounds, each of us will choose like the topic for one round each. And two of the rounds will just be open. And uh, at the end of it, you should have chosen countries from at least four continents. So you can't just all choose countries from uh, Europe or something like that to try to like stack it with countries you perceive to be strong. So uh, we'll do this and uh, we'll see what happens. We have no idea. We haven't shared which of our personal round categories are going to be to each other. So there's going to be a little bit of like thinking on our feet. Real quick, did we decide to... I was thinking we would just eliminate G7 countries, but do you oh. want to just have get rid of US, China, Russia? No, you're like, right. You're right. That's better. Maybe having Germany, Japan. Because I was going to pick Japan be... first, and that would have been, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Let's. Because uh, if let's, you get Japan, it would be hard, unless, and someone else gets Germany. I mean, I guess the third person could get like the UK or Canada or something. Yeah, yeah I, just, I don't know. What I, do you, you guys keep think? Keep it open. I mean, because. Do you want to keep it open to those? Well, just because we might end up not even discussing those based on the categories. Who knows? True. Yeah. Like maybe you have a strategy that doesn't matter if it has like a large super. Let's say, let's say you can only have one. How about that? You can only have one G7. Minus US, China. You can't can't choose US, China, Russia. That's too much, I think. But the rest of the rest of the other four or the other three, I guess. No, five, whatever. Uh, you can you can only choose one of them on your on your list. If that, if that, yeah, you don't have to choose one, but you can have a maximum of one G seven. I think that's fair. That's mm-hmm. your powerhouse, right? You, you know, your 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 captain. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, okay. I think I, you know we've never done this before, but let's see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you agree to the rules, Sarah? Are we good on this? Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see how it goes because uh, first round is free, right? So have yeah, first round's gonna about... be open. Yeah, have we all thought about what our first country is going to be? Well, I thought G7 was out, but maybe now that it's in. Uh, yeah, I think I know what I'm going to do, yeah. All right, yeah. I think we're all going to... Well, let's see. Uh, I gave mine away. I'm going to go with Japan. Let me go first, and I'm going to go with well, Japan. Let's just let you go, because I wasn't going to pick that anyway, so you just go first. All right, yeah, I, you Japan. Take Japan. Japan's my round one pick in my, in my any, G7 choice. Any like, quick strategy for that, or are you going to save telling your strategy till later? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save it till later. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to save it till okay. later. Let's, let's okay. see what happens. Sarah, so, right. why don't you go next? Yeah, so uh, so I decided to make it difficult on myself and uh, go with Uzbekistan. <laughs> oh, you're, still, oh you're, going, no. you're going obscure off the rip. I like it. Oh, because... Oh, no. I mean, I've been doing a lot of reading on Uzbekistan lately, and this <laughs> this will be an opportunity, a hypothetical opportunity to... Uh, come up with an alternative to these, you know, EU partnership agreements or joining the Eurasian Economic Union, which everyone is thinking that it's going to do because there's a Russia trip coming up. So Uzbekistan is looking for an alternative. And this you're is looking to buy low and you're, you're yeah. trying to buy low and sell high on Uzbekistan. Interesting. Interesting. Right. OK. Right. I mean, I, you, I'm sure you've got some strategy that'll make itself known eventually, but that's interesting. Alright. What do you got, Matt? Who's your round Yeah, um, So I'm going to go with one that's kind of obvious, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go with Norway. Let's get it off the board now. Alright. Okay. And I have some thoughts around it, which maybe I'll save until a pick or two before explaining. Interesting. Alright, so... Round one. 
Interesting. So we got two Asian countries, East Asia, Central Asia, yeah. and, uh, and, a, and a Northern European country. Nothing really that I can see that ties them all together. Norway's got oil. Uzbekistan. Well, what's the, um, what's the, what would be a winning union I, before we go to round two? What do you, you guys know, think? Yeah, how do we win? How, do, how does someone win this oh, game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we have to do it by consensus. We're going to have to look at the final teams and, and come up with a... You know, we're going to have to make a determination. Or we can let our viewers decide. Sure. <laughs> Interactive. <laughs> yeah, I think it could go either way. I mean, I think whoever makes the best case for their group of countries, I think, would be the winner. I would, that's, that's how I would pick it. Yeah. Because okay. like, if you have Uzbekistan and a bunch of other places, even though maybe they have less money than Norway, I think you could still make a case that it's yeah. a better long-term. Well, union. I mean, I think yeah. it would also be interesting to have winners on different fronts. So one is good reasoning. Two is just total GDP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You could also say geographic size, population size, some like, you know, some, yeah. some, yeah. some cult- a cultural victory, you know, from like civilization. Yeah. Well, let's see how it goes. Yeah. Right. We, now, could, um... we, could, uh, we could bring the statistical results in the next episode. Ooh, yeah. We could like defend our, defend our, our teams and, and lay out the case. Yeah, that might be All round right. two. Yeah, what's what's round two? Who so wants round to do... two? One of the three of us sets a constraint, essentially. Dude. So it could be like you have to pick a country that starts with the letter P or something <laughs> like that, and then the rest of the, t- the group has to pick. But whoever sets the constraint picks last out of the three of us. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, so I got a good I one. Think... I... Let, let me let me let me start it off on on, on the constraint for this one because I'm 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 a little bit proud of this one. Uh, mm-hmm. So for this round, you have to choose a an island nation, mm. and I'm talking okay. like like and I and I, and I want to like smaller than Sri Lanka. Like I'm talking like island small. Like the UK is too big. Sri Lanka is too big. Japan's too big. Like a tiny island nation. Sure. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna so need they, to think on this. Okay. I don't even know Sri, Sri Lanka is as big as you can get geographically. Okay, Sarah, what, do you, what are you thinking? You don't have to give your answer, but do you have um, uh, any initial thoughts? Well, I so I'm trying to strategize about continent right now because. Mm-hmm. Technically, those would all be in Asia. You know, very, very small. Yeah. Uh, well, Caribbean as well. Okay. Consider yeah. the Caribbean. Yeah, okay, you got Caribbean. You got a couple in the Mediterranean, maybe. Uh, okay, so I I'm, I pulled up small island developing states. Okay. And Read up a few. I'm curious. That. Read a few uh, of so the names. Caribbean. Uh, Bahamas, Belize, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Guyana, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, St. Lucia, St. Kitts, Trinidad, Tobago, Virgin Islands. So that's Caribbean. Uh, Pacific. Oh, I got mine for sure. I got mine for sure. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, So we have like Guam, Fiji, uh, Palau, Papua New Guinea, um... Tonga. 
All right, Matt, what do you got? I know what I'm doing. Do you Matt. do you mind if I go first, Sarah? Or yeah, I don't I, know if I'm you're still thinking. This one. I mean, yeah, I don't want to go Matt. You. But yeah, I'm a hundred percent based on my overall strategy, which I'll reveal shortly. I'm going to go with Mauritius. All right, I like it. Which is um, off to the right of Africa. It's an island country That's for those. That's a good one. And I think you can probably piece together how Mauritius and Norway might go very well together. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, why don't why don't you tell us? Do you or is it part of the, is it part of the strategy? My... <laughs> yeah, it is. But I don't want you guys to steal. I don't want you guys to steal my next couple picks. So maybe I'll maybe I'll wait another pick. Or no, you guys probably have your. You picked Uzbekistan. You're definitely not. Yeah, going like after come on. Yeah, strategy. we're not going after the same countries. <laughs> Okay, I'll just I'll just say it. So, I'm going for the money. I'm I'm team money, right? You 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 go for the capital, sovereign wealth going, funds yeah. and whatnot. Ex- yeah, and Mauritius is is um one of these. Uh, it's always blacklisted for money laundering and stuff like that. You know, it's like an offshore so tax haven. So it fits haven. well. It fits very well with the team money. You know. All right, all right. <laughs> what are you thinking, sir? Okay, well, I'm going to take a, a higher position than that and go with uh, historical ties here and go with uh, Cuba. Oh, I like it. That's smart. <laughs> I like really it. smart. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and you're knocking off uh, uh, another continent. That's good. Yeah, so that's good. I was worried about that continent because Uzbekistan doesn't have, you know, super established relations there. So the historical way is the way to go. That's smart. I appreciate. I appreciate that. That's, that's good. good. That is there. That's, that's good. That's good. Matt, I liked what you were doing, and uh, I'm 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 sliding. I'm sliding in the same lane. I'm going with the Seychelles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> knocking right, off, so... knocking off Africa and small island nation, and yeah, I feel like they they got to be doing at least as much dirty money as the uh, as Mauritius. But explain to me how a meeting between the Seychelles and Japan. What is that going to look like? They're like regular conference of nations events. There's going to be some other people. They both like seafood. They both like seafood. Yeah, yeah. Fisheries, fisheries is 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 the theme of my. uh, Is is the theme of my? You're gonna rule the seas. Yeah, we're the we're an aquatic peoples. (laughs) All right. What's 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 round three? Who wants to do round three? Uh, so I guess it's Sarah. Do you want to go, or do you want me to? I I feel like Matt has tricks up his sleeve. So I think I actually don't. Now that I'm thinking it through, <laughs> I, I don't know. But what do you think? I mean, I'm willing to go because you guys are going to have a tough time with this with your two countries. All right, let's let's do it then because then it's earlier rather than later, and it gives us a little more, at least a couple extra countries to work with. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to say. Uh, because it's an economic union, you have to think about things other than simply uh, the the numbers in terms of money. Um, you have to choose a country that will serve some sort of migration need. Okay. So that Coming, would be ab- ab- absorbing yeah. or or sending one or the other. I either. So it depends on your country and what its needs are. Okay. So whether okay. it's a receiving okay. state or a sending state. Um, but it's got to be one. It's got to be one. And it could also be high-skilled uh, or, I hate this term, but low-skilled labor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So essentially, it's, it's, it's accept or receive 
a certain number of a population for some adv- advantageous reason. Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Man, I don't... Okay, we have to have four continents. Um... And continents are constructs also, right? Like, I was just trying to avoid us having, like, all choosing, like, th- you know, five developed Western European countries, because that would be less right. fun. Which but I think as, the three of as, us wouldn't do anyway. We're not, yeah, we're not doing that. So I think we can throw that out the window because, yeah, again, let's ah, let's so say we we, we can uh... we can we can throw a flag on one of each other if we feel like we're if we're if we're skirting the rule too much. We th- we can throw well, was, a flag I, and, and make a challenge. The reason right? I was going to say is like so if I pick like a large South American country, it doesn't make sense for migration reasons because South America is about as far as you can get from both Mauritius and Norway. So I was having trouble thinking about that you know yeah so let's 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 leave that as it's a challenge you can throw if you think one of the other players is uh is not being uh you know diverse enough but as of right now i think we're all playing by the rules so yeah yeah let's 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 be easy on it um i think i got an idea for my for my uh for my for my team okay i have an idea but it's not a fun one maybe you should go first for it all right, this is this was when you said movement of peoples. Uh, this was my first like gut choice, and I think it's going to serve me well as a as a team player. Is and 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 we don't have our soundboard yet, but if we did, we would blast it right now as I choose the UAE. Of course, that was on my list. <laughs> oh, was it? That was one of my. Oh, good yeah. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Wait, wait. It, how is that advantageous for? Um, well, they, they're like they people. have like they have like none of their own people doing everything. Like, what is it like seventy five percent of their population is foreign born? Like, they need people coming there constantly to do all the the work. They need Japanese people and people from the Seychelles to come to UAE. Is that I what bet. You're saying? Well, in general, they need people to fulfill their like just societal needs for everything because they don't. <laughs> They they have a small population, but an infrastructure that supports like a much much larger one, and they need like a constant influx of of new people. Right. Interesting. And there so and you, there's and a seafaring people. So is it going to be? So what role will these people from Japan and Seychelles play? Are the Japanese going to be like their bankers and stuff? Uh, I am creating... Because right now they rely a lot on like the UK and places like that to get their lawyers, bankers, etc. Well, I'm creating a a, a trans-Pacific sort of oceanic uh, one belt, one road. Um, <laughs> so you mean what China to... already has? Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm building my parallel, you know, highway uh, of the sea. <laughs> I'm basically. I'm. 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 What was? What did the Venice call their empire? It was like the the state of the sea, because like they didn't have any land, but they had all these cities all over the place and and all the ocean in between it that they controlled. So this is this is my modern version of like the Venice mercantile society, where this is going to be mm-hmm. high trade. Like we're going to be doing business along the sea, and we got our people, our little outposts in every corner. Right, sure. Hmm. The Indian Ocean is mine. (laughs) (laughs) This feels a little bit like the game Risk, but it's more fun because it doesn't have to be concentrated geographically. 
<laughs> so what are you guys thinking? Migrant, heavy, inflow or outflow countries? Well, I have to go last because it was my Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm slow here. Sorry. It's okay. It's difficult for Norway. What does that mean? It's difficult. You know, you know, you know what it means. Because they probably don't want to accept anybody, and nobody wants to leave there. Is that why? Yeah. And that's why the boring one that I wanted to pick is another European country, but I feel like that's kind of boring. I don't want to be that guy that picks a bunch of Northern European countries. Well, what about what do you? You don't have a an Asia yet. Yeah, I have some thoughts. Like part of me thinks a little bit about India, but I I feel like that's I don't want a country so large in my group because I don't want them to be too overpowerful, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's cumbersome. Um, I was thinking of Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Vietnam cuz they they provide a lot of interesting things at the table. Um Okay, I'm going to I'm going to take a landlocked another landlocked African country. I'm going to take Botswana. Ooh. Interesting. We just want the diamonds? Because, yeah, I mean, that is their claim to fame. But it's small, but it's very populous. I mean, sorry, that was stupid. It's large in size, but it's not very populous. Ooh. So the, the value there is there's a lot of land, open land, and it's a beautiful country. So people from Norway can set up, you know, safaris there, and vice versa. People from Botswana can go to Norway and hang out in the tundra i guess hmm all right what do you got sir uh so this is a risky one but i have a couple of reasons for it uh it's gonna be turkey for me okay okay you're going you're like trying to get dominate the world here it sounds like well so i have a, i have a few reasons for this it's risky because um, of course, Turkey is, you know, a huge uh, economy compared to Uzbekistan. Um, mm-hmm. But, one, Uzbeks have already been migrating there over Russia because of um, shared ethnic ties. Um, so it's a little easier to integrate there. Uh, not, not compared to Russia because um, migrants still have that language, but it is, it, it is relatively easy. Um, there are some problems with migration there, uh, but Turkey is still on this EU path. Um, so it's kind of, uh, there are some assurances for a future there in terms of how migrants might be treated. Um, but then, you know, of course you don't want Turkey dominating this. Uzbekistan is the one that's trying to come up with this union. You know, you saw this with the Eurasian Economic Union that Kazakhstan uh, Nazarbayev kind of takes um, credit for proposing this union, but then Russia kind of took it over. But Russia does not want to see Turkey take over a union with one of its post-Soviet states. So Russia will serve as a check on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, 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 you're stepping on some historical territory, right? Yeah, so that's, that's my reasoning behind that. If you so, choose Mongolia next, you're just trying to recreate Genghis Khan's empire. So you know. <laughs> plus, plus Cuba. <laughs> yeah, plus Cuba. <laughs> so if, if only. Interesting. Right on. Okay, so our teams, our teams are looking all right. 
I, I see some patterns forming with you guys, but yeah. um, shall we move to round four? Yeah, what do we got for round four? So this is my pick. So my pick is you have to pick a country where the GDP per capita is below five thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. All right. So if Corey, if you don't have a list, I'm gonna let I, me let me think of a few that. Uh... Georgia is on the list. It it's under five thousand. Yeah. Eswatini. We got Mongolia. Sarah's potential All right, next so pick. So below below five thousand, you said. Yeah. Got Vietnam's on there. I, I was gonna say Vietnam sounds good to me. Maybe India's on there too. If you're going for this superpower around the the ocean, Corey, that could be a potential. Yeah. We got um, Uzbekistan's on there too. Already already off the board. Uh, Kyrgyzstan, another one that Sarah might like. Let's see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm thinking? Where is uh? Oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Okay, I know what I'm doing. Who's gonna go first between the two of you? I, Wait, I still Sarah need some time. Go first. I still need some time. Uh, you, yeah. So you want to give up your first choice because Corey might take it? That's fine. That's fine. I don't think we're. I don't think we're we're along the same lines on this one at all. So I think it's gonna be okay for her. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I have an idea, and and it, Matt, you said risk earlier. I'm yeah. I'm I'm about to swallow a huge chunk of of, of the board. I think on this move. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with the Maldives. It's got to be less than five thousand. Uh, let me confirm. Check if the, uh, it's got to be less than five thousand per capita. And if it is, I'm taking it. It is not. It is, it is not fifteen thousand. Wow! GDP per capita is fifteen thousand. All those resorts are throwing throwing it off, throwing the weight off. Perhaps. And then last year they were at ten thousand, and then the year before that they were at eleven thousand. So they have. It looks like they've gotten up in the past couple of years. What's I'm what's sorry Sri, to do that? To what's you. Sri Lanka? No, no, it's fair. What's Sri Lanka at? Is Sri Lanka on the board? Sri Lanka is. I believe it's below. Hold on one second. Let me. Yeah, it's at. It's just under four thousand. I think I'm gonna. It's less good though. I was trying well, to take the whole. I wanted that? to have. I wanted to have the whole maritime, like economic rights to like the whole Indian Ocean from like Japan to the Dubai. Like I wanted that to just be all my like you know exclusive economic zone basically. Okay. Um, okay. And because I was thinking, because the ex- economic zones they they go really far out, so some of those island nations have like extremely large fishing rights and economic zones, and you just don't you would never think about it like that because their land area is so small. But if I could get mm-hmm. a couple of those that all bounce against each other all the way through the oceans, uh, right? You could like just have like a just gigantic sort of um, area. Yeah. So Sri Lanka kind of helps with that, but the Maldives covers such a larger area. Son of a gun. So you're going with Sri Lanka? Is that your official pick? Yeah. Uh, is is Indonesia or Malaysia available? But those have got to be more than 5,000. Uh, hold on. If Indonesia or Malaysia, well, I'll Philippine, take Philippines is available. It's under, let me see. Indonesia, Malaysia, where do they fall? If the Philippines are available, I'm taking that because that's perfect because the Philippines send tons of their people to go work in the UAE. 
And Indonesia is available. That's under five. Yeah. Um, Phil- oh, Indonesia is available? Ooh. It is. No, I'm taking the Philippines. Philippines. Works good. Works good. Close ties with Japan okay. historically. Island nation. And uh, sends all their workers to go to the, the UAE. Who needs the workers? So your Harvard. goal is is more so like world domination superpower, it's, I think. I just want it to work. I want it to make sense. I don't want to be too geographically spread out. I want a similar enough set of cultures and religions. Right now we're going like Buddhist-Muslim kind of combo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the Philippines are Christian. That throws it off. But yeah, I don't know. Islands, naval, trade... That's kind of all the buzzwords. Yeah, all the buzzwords. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What are you thinking, Sarah? Have you had some time to consider? Yeah. So I mean, like, this one is difficult because I want to go with like another post-Soviet state. Like Georgia would be great because it could provide some sea access because Uzbekistan Mm -hmm. is doubly landlocked. Um, But nothing that Turkey doesn't give you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That opens it up. Because I was going to... Because Turkey is going to be, like, a difficult partner, at least for a few years. Um, So... But then I have to keep it diverse, and I have not chosen my Africa country yet. There's a lot of good ones on the board. I regret not having another pick in Africa. I wish I could. But the problem is, Uzbekistan does not have established relations with a lot of them and well in southern africa the whole soviet period yeah that's um so basically my options in africa are south africa and uh and egypt actually those are both under five thousand gdp they are both yeah wow is south africa it's It's like the second and third biggest economies on the continent wow where is South Africa? Uh, about 6,000. Oh, it's at six, yeah. Ah, uh, that's not available. Yeah, so I don't. I think I'm just going to have to go with Egypt. This is going to... That's a good one. Yeah. 100, 100 million people in Egypt. And it also gives me an option in terms of sea access. You know, if Turkey starts being difficult. I mean, you, mm-hmm. control, the, you control the Suez Canal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Interesting. It's a good canal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Matt, what's yours? Well, let me pick. Let me oh, pick yeah. real quick. I'm going to take... Um, I actually didn't think this through very well. I'm going to. I'm just going to go with Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, reason. Why? Said, said, no one, said no one ever. <laughs> no, I think... I think it's really high potential, and I think being combined with some of these other countries, I think it could be a really valuable player. It's also a smaller country, so it fits with kind of my goals. I think it's a good one. Interesting. All right, so round five. Open round, final round. Open round. So, Corey, you started. Let me say it in case I so... get in case we lose it. Right. All right. To to I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Chile. Okay. Why? Because now I got, like, I, my maritime thing is, like, ah. Japan to Chile. Japan to Chile works. Chile to the Philippines works. Japan to the Philippines works. The Seychelles yeah. is 
rocking the whole like Indian Ocean, and then the UAE is my gateway to like the West, which is what better gateway to the West uh, in this day and age do you want than like you know the world like transport and you know logistics hub. <laughs> All right, not bad. And I got and I got population with Japan and the Philippines because both of those are big countries, and I got uh, I got a lot of space in Chile. And uh, money in the UAE, and I can hide it in the Seychelles. So, what is a meeting going to look like between these five countries? Because there's a lot of different languages, um, there's a lot of different oh, economies and stuff. Yeah. yeah, languages. I did not consider languages mm. at all. Wow. Yeah, because I got Japanese, Arabic, Tagalog, Spanish, <laughs> and whatever, and, and whatever they speak in the Seychelles. I honestly don't know what they speak in the Seychelles. What's going to be their lingua franca then? That's French. a difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you got to go with it. Uh, I mean, uh, so you got to go with English. You don't have to go with English, I suppose. But uh, if we go with population, maybe the Philippines. Maybe maybe everyone's speaking Tagalog. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. Right? I would love to see that. But yeah, that's my, my thought was like, you know, it's, it's oceanic. It's strands from the Pacific to the Indian Ocean. And they're not the poorest countries in the world. Like they got some money between them and they, I don't know, they seem like they might be able to pull it off. All right, let's finish up the five and then we'll, let's do a debrief on the three of ours. So Sarah, do you want to pick your last one? Yeah, so my last one is for a few reasons going to be South Korea. Ooh. I like that. That's good. I like that also. Yeah, Give us so, those reasons. so it's a gateway to East Asia. It is, and therefore the Pacific Ocean. Um, it is also, again, historical ties with the Koreans in Uzbekistan. Um, and it is also a source of remittances because there yeah. are Uzbeks yep. in South Korea. Yeah. Hmm. I liked I liked the South Korean Uzbek connection. I like that. Oh, also, last reason is because I need some kind of democracy in this, <laughs> <laughs> and and some kind is a fair way to describe it. <laughs> okay, uh, let I me like drop that. my last one. It's going to be Singapore for me. Oh, good call. Going with the money. Yeah, yeah always with the money. So I had I had a feeling me... you were going to pick that one at some point. Yeah, so we got Norway, Singapore, Haiti, Botswana, and Mauritius. I think that's a... So I, my, my strategy was I didn't want anyone to be overpowering the rest of the group by too much. Obviously, some of the, Singapore and Norway have a lot of money, but I didn't want anyone to be like really overpowering anybody in any ideological way. So I tried to keep mm. it small, and I wanted to make sure everybody had money. Um, Haiti might be a slight exception, but I think, I think Haiti could do well with the group. Maybe it could be brought in and become like the Singapore of the Caribbean, you know. So I have high hopes for Haiti outperforming. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to keep it like small, realistic, have practical assets, have money. That was, that was, that, that was kind of my strategy. Because I was thinking in the spirit of Brexit, with all of your guys' unions, which one, which country is going to leave first? Like, which country, like, is Japan going to realize that Corey's group is a waste uh, of their time? Interesting, yeah. Hmm. Because in my group, no one's going to leave. Everyone 
has an incentive to stay because they're they're small enough where like why would they leave they don't they get something from being in a group you know yeah interesting although although the the first to leave yours the first to leave mine would be probably the emirates but they guess. have the ability to move all the money around, right? Wouldn't they be, have an incentive to stick around with all those countries with all the money and people and stuff? I feel like historically they're, they're also like the leadership of that country is the least likely to give a shit about what anybody else thinks. And like their interests aren't necessarily aligned with like normal people's interests or a normal country's interests because it's a, you know, a weird monarchy type situation. Um, mm. So, like, why do they do things? They do things for reasons that different than what other countries do things. I was, yeah, I was thinking with Sarah's group, I'd be worried about Turkey being the first to leave. Yeah, Turkey is definitely the wild card. Um, but then again, my strategy there is it still is on path to EU. So at some point, perhaps it'll clean up its act. You're gonna have you're gonna have Turkey and Egypt butting heads though you would imagine a lot because they're two large countries in the same neighborhood who have uh, a very closely aligned history over the past thousand years or so. Uh, yeah. And I don't yeah. I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the Egyptians think of the Turks or the Turks think of the Egyptians. But when I was in Egypt, if you called an Egyptian an Arab, they were very quick to correct you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure like if you called him a Turk, they would be even more forceful of a correction, right? Like, so sure. I, don't know how, I don't know how they get along. So if you, if you had to pick one of the other two people's groups, which one would you pick? So I'll tell you the two of you guys, which one I would probably prefer. And I, I oh, would... this might be a good way. This might be a good way to determine who wins actually. Maybe it's Let's tough see. between the two of you guys. I like Sarah's because there's a lot of com- complexity to it in terms of I think it would take considerable efforts just to keep everybody together on the same page. And that's kind of interesting. Corey's has some definitely some like, it wants to become, it, you're, you have basically like a China strategy. You want to create a China essentially. It sounds like from your descriptions of um, why you're picking countries. I was trying to create like mercantilism from like back in the day where like I don't have to go outside of my network for anything. I have everything I need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd want either of yours, to be honest. I don't like either of yours. <laughs> well, we don't well, this like is yours why, either. Yeah, you know, I don't like yours either, Matt. Right? You go make your own country union. I'm going to make my country union. <laughs> None of us have a, a nuclear weapon. No, Turkey does. Turkey has nuclear weapons. Ah, yeah. look at that. Yeah, yeah. I so win. Turkey's a nu- <laughs> Sarah's a nuclear power right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so there you go. Sarah wins. With Norway's money and Haiti's resources. You just wait. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I feel like I get I have the the I win on that because if Japan wanted to make a nuclear weapon, how long would it take them? Like truly, like a week, two weeks. <laughs> Right, like I mean, they have nuclear yeah. machines. They know how to do it. They have the plans and some, yeah, they got plans. You know, file cabinet somewhere. Like, yeah, that's they fine. Can, but it would they could make. Off they a, have everything. It would set off a whole series <laughs> of uh, sanctions and various oh, yeah, yeah, responses. Yeah, yeah. So, and oh well, also with Japan being the the leader of my uh, little thing, uh, 
of course, with like, what is it? Section five of the Japanese constitution, I get the full might and firepower of the United States army behind me. Wait, you're, you're dropping section five of the Japanese constitution? <laughs> you really did your homework. <laughs> I think it's section five. I'm not sure. Uh,